Hello, and welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. This episode is titled Bob's Burgers of Love Letter. I got to do one of my favorite things in the world. I got to sit down with two people that I absolutely love, Ashley Hogue, Brandon Fishwick. They've been on the show before. Go back and download their episodes. They're great. Brandon's been on twice. And we got to geek out about Bob's Burgers. What is becoming one of my all-time favorite shows? They just wrapped season four. I believe they just won some Emmys or an Emmy. Season five has been renewed. It is just a fantastic cartoon if you haven't watched it. My guess is if you've never watched Bob's Burgers, you're probably not going to listen to this episode. If you are a fan of Bob's Burgers, stick around. There's a lot of talk about Bob's Burgers, animation as a whole, and a few, and obviously other animated sitcoms that we love, The Simpsons, Futurama, Archer, South Park. Just a great episode all along. I'll keep the intro short. Uh, check us out at letschatpodcast.tumblr.com. Like us on facebook.com slash letsuschat. And I want to say thank you to all of the positive feedback I've been receiving from people. Uh, just remember, if you write us an iTunes review or just write me a nice message on our Facebook page, we will send you a spice rub courtesy of There's the Rub. They now have their own website, There's the And I will personally send you a spice rub. And also, one nice thing I wanted to share in terms of positive feedback uh, tonight, I'm recording this around midnight on August 20th. Of course, I always record these intros very late, right before I go to bed. Uh, I got home from work. I worked at night. I got home maybe around like 10, 30, and I had a piece of mail from my good friend, Agim, and it was a mix CD, and he had written some nice words about the podcast, and it felt really nice, so thank you to Agim. Um, he will be coming on the podcast in the future. I recently saw former guest, Nathan Peavy. We grabbed dinner. We are going to record with him again. I talked to John Tomolo. In the future, we're going to record with him again. So we're looking to bring back some old guests, bring in some new guests. Uh, we're just looking forward to it. I did want to say thank you for listening. Thank you to Ashley. Thank you to Brandon. And this episode is great because it's just about our love of Bob's Burgers. Uh, we don't critique it. We just love that show. It's so funny. The characters are so well-developed. Um, I just... I love Tina. I love Bob. I love the family. I love, I just love everything about that show. And we really, it was fun to fan out and just express our love for such a, what I'm going to call an underrated program. So here's our episode, Bob's Burgers, a love letter. Why are you guys not starting the episode? I'm just kidding. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know how I always cut out the first 10 minutes. We oh. didn't write an intro. No, I, I'll do that later. Bob Burger fandom. <laughs> um, so yeah, today... That's we, it. That's the show. I brought former guest Brendan Fishwick and Ashley Hogue. Say, who's who? hey I'm Brandon. I'm Ashley. And I'm Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Um, so Ashley and I originally were going to do an episode about Orange is the New Black, which maybe we still will do in the future. At some point. And then after you came on and I started following you on Tumblr, you had something about like your top favorite shows and you said Bob's Burgers. And I was like, I love Bob's Burgers. We both love Bob's Burgers. And then Brandon said he'd want to come on and geek out about it. So are you a fan? I am. I don't. I haven't seen every episode. I only, I only make a habit of catching it on a... Cartoon Network every Sunday, but I've caught it on Fox a few times when they premiere. It's funny. So we all consume the same program, but differently. It's true. So you watch it when it airs on TV, Brennan? Um, like the mostly the repeats on Adult Swim, but uh, I've caught a few of the uh, Fox premieres in the last couple weeks. Is it still part of its animation domination Sunday? Yeah. It's not just the Seth MacFarlane two hour block, hour and a half block anymore. Thank God. No, I, I'm not anti-South McFarlane. I just not... I loved Family Guy when it first started. Yeah, that's... But then it got canceled, and I was like, one of those people was like, bring it back, bring it back. And then you regretted every moment of it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. 
I've become much more of an American dad guy as far as the yeah. Yeah. college shows go. So like, we're definitely going to geek out about Bob's Burgers, but obviously I want to let us talk about a little bit of everything. So just to generalize it, are, are we all animation fans here? Oh, God, yeah. I'm turning 30 I fucking love cartoons. Monday, so in two days, and I'm going to be a 30-year-old oh. man that likes cartoons, and I think that's okay because I think 30-year-old no, men and women make these programs. I have- yeah, pretty much. I have in my classroom for my job connected with students about SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm. Yep, I can see that. I kind of missed the boat on that one. <laughs> oh, but I, like I first like two seasons of SpongeBob, just killer. And autistic kids love it. Yep, it's like huge, and the autistic com- community and the guy who does the voice of Bob, um, not Bob, uh, SpongeBob is. Like every other character, I think his name is Tom Kenny. Yep, he does the voice of Spyro from the video games. He's um Futurama he, character. Yep, as well. he's Heifer on Rocco's Modern Life. Yep, and then it's like him, Maurice Lamage. Oh god, I forgot their names. There's like three or four dudes who like do everything. It's the guy who does Fry. Oh, Joe oh, DiMaggio and yeah. Bill West. They do like everybody. I had no idea about this. Oh yeah, I'm like I I listen to. Um, there's a great episode on Nerdist Podcast with Joe DiMaggio and Billy West. Oh, really? And they just they talk about all the characters they've done. It's like the Inside the Actor Studio, yeah. The Simpsons. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's the best. It's so good. I got the skinny on that one. The re- cause oh, my gosh. If you watch it, um, I, I heard Hank Azaria talk about it. It, it just it was like 11 or 10 hour filming, and yep. certain cast members had to leave. So the way they edit it, there's just less and less and less less people. Yeah. But it's because like certain people just had to leave because it was so long. Like I love when Hank Azaria will go on like uh, Conan and do any Simpsons voice. It's so funny. Have you ever seen like online when they do like voice actors will talk as uh, like they're, they're, they did like I think it was at USCB they did a live reading of uh, Space Jam. Oh really? But that wasn't in character that was just funny but there's like <laughs> I was trying to think but there's like Comic Con st- videos on YouTube. Yeah there's a table read of a Bob's Burgers episode. Oh. It's really funny. Oh we gotta bring it to Bobby's. We gotta like what are the other cartoons you guys like love? I, you know what though? I know we all love Adventure Time, and we whenever do. I see an eight-year-old, I'm like, we can connect over yep, Adventure I'm Time. I'm like, yeah. I can bond with you right now. And then there's all the like fantasy humor in Adventure Time that plays yep. my love for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh god, <laughs> it's so dorky, you but it's so D&D. awesome. It's so great. <laughs> um, like, so are you guys Simpsons fans? Oh god, yeah! I grew up with it, like yeah. starting at a very young age. How, what year were you born? Let's put you on the ninety-two. Spot. So by the time you were born, you so you haven't been alive on this earth when there is a time where there is no Simpsons on TV. That is a true fact. Think of that. Anyone born after what eighty-five? I was born in eighty-seven. So yeah, same with you. Because I was born in eighty-four. I think maybe no, maybe it came in around eighty-nine. I don't know. I watched The Simpsons pretty religiously up until about two thousand, two thousand one, and then after that, I just. I haven't, like, I'll catch an occasional episode, but I don't watch my TV every Sunday like I used to growing up for it. Yeah, that's understandable. I don't watch the new ones at all. I think I stopped, like, season 10 or 11. Yeah. But, um, I think, is it, I have it here somewhere. There's an incredible book. It's, I'm trying to find it. It's in my bookshelf somewhere. The big Simpsons one right in front of us? Yeah. Where are you pointing? It's yellow and pink. Oh, God, I'm staring at it. It's called An Unauthorized... Uh, the Simpsons, the uncensored, unauthorized history uh, by John Orhivited. I don't know. If you guys ever want to get like the scoop on like the golden age of Simpsons, it's like an oral really? history. It says like you can borrow if you want. It's one of my I'm favorite. probably gonna do that. My brother got it for me. One of my favorite reads, and it has like interviews from all the writers, awesome. creators, executives, not the animators because it was in Korea. And you kind of what that book taught me a lot is that Matt Groening gets a lot more credit than he deserves, which he'll openly admit. And a lot of hmm. it is more like Al Jean and um, who still works on the show, and Sam Simon who. Uh, I've been going down these like wormholes of learning about history, and I feel like I need to start doing this with like comedy. So I need to like go back and watch the Marx Brothers and Three Stooges, and then go yeah. like to Taxi. I've got like the entire Three Stooges set. If you want to borrow it I at think, any point, yeah, I think I need to like do this. Like I want to go like comedia, um, as it, like go start with like vaudevillian things, and yeah, then work forward because Sam Simon, who worked on, he was like the youngest showrunner ever for Taxi, and he goes to The Simpsons, and for me, like. My de- comedy development would start really with like Pee Wee Herman and like The Simpsons. Yep. Pee Wee's Playhouse. And so everything to me always like Simpsons is like my 
uh, animation Shakespeare. Every yeah. cartoon I love comes back from South That's Park. That's true. To even like Adventure Time. Anything. Like yeah. The Simpsons. Was I could see that. Everything. I'm, and the I'm Simpsons plays so much into the shows we've already talked about and what we're going to talk about. I yeah. Mean, the staple, like, I mean, everybody in the family's crazy, but the dad's more eccentric than others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's you, like all the little the tropes in it. The setup is almost the same across all the shows, yep. give or take a little bit. And then some of these shows have played upon the more random pockets of humor aspects of yeah the yeah so like family guys all these weird cut asides and stories and stuff and they've only got more outrageous but growing up when you had those little pockets of outrageousness in the simpsons it really stood out true oh. um you're right and i think the simpsons is similar to bob's burgers is story driven yeah and the simpsons was om- at when it came out because I now that, I'm not saying this is like I'm the only who remembers it because I really don't. But like from that book that I just mentioned, um, I think there was three networks at the time, and Fox is the new kid on the block. Wow. I think it was like The Simpsons and Mary Were Children, and The Simpsons at the time was considered crude, and I think Bart was bad. To his, at, at the time, it was the most groundbreaking, offensive animated program ever made, which <laughs> by today's standards, it's, it's kind tame, of hilarious. But, um, <laughs> but what I love about The Simpsons. Which is so much the same with Bob's Burgers. Let's do a Simpsons episode one day, but that would take a lot more research. And yeah. I'll probably bow out of it. <laughs> That's fair. I same love the Simpsons. Love I the love Simpsons. it. It's I have a Homer Simpson in my kitchen, but the bathroom, and um, but it's all about the characters, and it's about a quirky, fam- dysfunctional family that loves each other, much like Bob's Burgers. Yeah. But That's Bob's, what I don't like about Family Guy. They don't like each other. They don't Peter's like each other, and Peter's an asshole. And they've just gotten more self-aware about it and throw it out as a crux rather than for any original exploration of it now. Pretty much. I like a comedy that can make me cry, like Futurama. Yep. Like Bob's Burgers, like The Simpsons. Yeah. I, there's certain episodes of Futurama we cannot talk about right now without nope, me getting teary-eyed, so we're going to zoom by that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're all thinking about the dog, aren't yep, we? Yep, we're all thinking about the dog episode. No, I'm not. And the flute episode, the flute, that one gets me. When, when Fry moves the stars for Leela. Yep. The last episode actually really got yep, me hard. Yep, that one. Oh. And she's like, sure, why not? And then They step right back, and then they played the first one right after they played the last one. Oh, oh. God. Oh. My heart. And the... One that hit me, maybe it didn't hit everyone as much, but like, um, this I'll divulge way too much. But so I had a friend of mine who committed suicide, mm-hmm. and I would even say I didn't get over that for uh, until I don't know if I ever did. Maybe it took some therapy and a lot of time. Uh, he well, committed suicide, understandably. And then I had a friend who died of terminal cancer a month later. And then years later, I see this Futurama episode where Fry goes back with, um, to see his and his mom's dream. Oh God, yes, that that's episode! The one I was oh no! Of. But I and like I'm watching that episode and, and all its beauty, and then I was oh, like, Oh no! I've I've had that experience. Like I've I've had dreams where like I like said goodbye to my friend who like who took his own life. That I never I loved him so much, and like and every time I watch that episode, I just like ball my eyes out. I'm sorry to depress you all. Stop! I'm having feelings. No, that was the episode I was thinking of. Yeah, talking Ooh, about amazing. Like, sadness. And it's the, killer. I love that about. Um, Bob's too. Well, there's one episode of The Simpsons called Secrets to a Successful Marriage. And notice, oh. no notes. I just knew that off the top of my head. Yep. <laughs> but it gets you sad because it's Marge driving the car and you hear Homer as like the, what is it, like in the, the narration, like, yep. I love you, Marge. You mean I'm going to be a daddy? And I start to, my heartstrings get pulled a little and then it oh. pans out and Homer's in the back of the station wagon <laughs> through a tube talking to her. <laughs> yep. It just wrecks it. It just wrecks she it. Speeds up and falls out of the car. It's just like it's like <laughs> There's no oh. better. Oh, that Chris every just exploded time with laughter. Murders me. Wow. But that and so and I think part of the Simpsons is for all of us we watched that in childhood. Yeah. And I have so many memories of watching that with my dad and my brother. Me too. That was like family bonding. Yeah, time. that was like me and my dad's time. Like every night at like seven thirty, watching yeah. Simpsons reruns. Or maybe eight, and then it came on at eight on Sundays. Yeah. So for what what struck me so odd with Bob's Burgers to tie it all in, I'm learning bring it back. We're bringing it back. That I'm starting to develop this relationship as an adult. With Bob's Burgers. 
Yeah. I feel like Bob's Burgers to me is the Simpsons and King of the Hill ha- King of the Hill had a baby. Yeah. I agree. You like me and Brandon love King of the Hill. I know you I do love too. But King we watched it at your house a bunch. Yeah. Um, what was I, that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh. The, the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Some it was something Cupid in the title, yep. but um, Bobby is trying to win back his girlfriend or his former girlfriend, and he's like. You know, he's in a heartbroken space, and he, like, he's felt embarrassed from a couple other awkward attempts, and oh, then he God. runs into his neighbor, Bill. The, <laughs> Bill Tree. Yeah, Bill Tree, and um, Bill started to give him advice, and you notice that Bobby's wearing a whistle around his neck, <laughs> like on a, like a, you know, a rape whistle or something, <laughs> and... He starts to pick up his whistle. He's about to blow it. He goes, my parents gave me this whistle in, in the event that you start giving me advice. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next scene is um, with... So he, yeah. B- Bill gives him advice to try to win back his girlfriend by dressing up as Cupid and crashing their like first teenager party, you know, in the, his oh outfit. Oh, my God. He does it. It's a complete embarrassment for Bobby. Yep. Like, it explodes in his face. He's even more of an embarrassment. And he, <laughs> the family's there to try to, like, help Bobby out when he gets thrown out of the party. And then you just see Bill in the background. Well, you only live once. <laughs> YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> I love I love those like jokes that it's not joke punchline joke punchline it's like the yeah, punchline a build of a joke so, and the first time I saw that episode didn't get it yep. I did not get that joke um, so let's with Bob's Burgers being more like King of the Hill we, I think a lot of it is because it's more grounded in reality like The Simpsons gets weird like well, not weird but it expands its universe greatly Homer goes to space. The, the rules of uh, Earth no longer are attracted to the Simpsons. Yeah. And they're yellow and, and green and all different colors. True. But um, what King of the Hill is like, their wildest storyline is so far based and gritty in reality. Yep. Hank is the moralistic uh, Methodist, which I love that he's Methodist. Right. Yeah. I love that. But then Peggy's wacky. His son's not who he wanted to be. And he's just, and all of his friends are fucking nuts. And yeah. I love how down to earth it is. Um, Hank takes so much pride in his job as a propane salesman. Peggy is like self delusional. Their grandeur about being a good um, substitute, substitute teacher. teacher. Uh, <laughs> it's it's incredible. And then what I love about um, Bob's Burgers is, I just noticed this watching this for before we were going to record this. I've been watching it a ton again. The very, you know, the intro of the show. It's like the restaurant just keeps getting shutting down. Yeah, I didn't even put the three. To, I didn't put it together. That is actually that's the storyline of the first, watching that first episode yep. again. So the you see the intro and then it reopens for the third time. And that's when the series starts. In episode one, they don't have any staff, and the kids have to run the restaurant. And it's lowbrow. The animation is kind horrible, of crude, <laughs> and it's a lower class show. Yeah, and it's amazing. I, I know. Like, oh, and a lot of poop humor. A lot of so poop humor. Much poop humor. But so, what? What do you guys like? Do you like the theme song as much as I do? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a ukulele and a bunch of yep. other crap. Yeah, some horns coming. Yeah, I'm gonna loop it in here. I um, there's a podcast. Should be your intro song. It's gonna be good. Good. I I love how they have like original songs play out the ends of the show. I love the end of it, and it has something to tie in. Um, The mute. I love Gene's keyboard with the fart noises. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it's slowly and but I thought I. I had to watch season one again. I thought that the music was something that came much later in the series. Episode two or three is yeah. um, Linda going to the dinner theater. Oh, God. I can't do her voice. No. But God damn, is it amazing. And like, there's so much music in that show. And there's musical episodes. They're making an album. Yeah, um, the last episode, the two-parter of oh, season four. We're going to get to that. Oh, boy. Wow. Did you see the last of four? It's incredible. It's... Season four is just like, wow, it's so great. I love all of the music. There's a whole song about farts and gas. Yep. It's amazing. Pretty much any of Tina's fantasy sequences. Oh, you mean Dina? Yeah. yeah. I love the lowness of Tina. In your, in your intro, I called you a little bit of Tina Belcher. I didn't take offense to that. Not, you're not in love with unicorns or butts as much. 
I love, um, you know, the, the kind of like in the Simpsons, like whenever they show like a church or anything with writing on the back, that they show like a joke on it. Yep. I like that the, every episode, uh, the, the burger of the day changes. I know. Oh, God. But in episode one, uh, Louise gets a hold of the board and calls it the child molester. Yep. Because <laughs> it has candy on it. She goes, you know, because kids like candy. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob is the king of dad jokes. He is. Oh my god! I, and I, I like the first episode. The pilot really grounds the characters. Um, you knew when we were talking. You knew yeah. like what some what were the changes from the before um, Tina was originally a boy. I forget huh. what the name was. It was weird. The original original pilot. Yeah, and the voices are off. Yeah, the voices are a little bit weird. The animation but. was cruder. It was strange because it was more. Of, it was less of a pilot and more of a pitch. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't have the money. Yeah. Exactly. I know that the creator came from um, home movies, which I've never yep. watched, but it had similar animation. Yeah. It did it had that kind of like crinkly? Yeah. Style. I love the colors in it though. Like I love the Me reds too. and the blues and the yellows. I love that Bob is like a slubbish. Like, and they set it up in episode one that the health inspector Hugo comes in. Yep. <laughs> and you find out that he Hugo and. Linda used to be engaged, and that's why they hate each other so much. And she's like, I thought you ran away with that hotshot restauranteur, Bob. I, I did. He's right here. So like, then there's a piece of me thinking like Bob's backstory as a youth, like maybe he was like an up-and-coming chef, and then he ended up in a shore town that's dying, and he runs a burger joint that's dying. They live upstairs. And has died once or yeah, twice. Yeah, three times. <laughs> from three like times. rat infestation and... Oh, I think the original, it was supposed to be their cannibals. Yeah, that was in the original like plot line. But then the first pilot is, there's a, Louise spreads the rumor that they are serving human remains. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Just to sabotage her own death business. <laughs> so we've got a good pitch for a show so, to you. And um, so, I mean, I, I love, I love the voice actors. I didn't know who all of them were. Um, Bob... Is the voice of Archer? Do you guys watch yep. Archer? That crossover, though. No, I do not. Oh, that crossover. Mm. You would love Archer. You it would is adore the, it. The highest intellect in animation I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I'm not just being hyperbolic. It I'll have really to watch is. it. There's no, a, you'd actually genuinely love it. There's an episode, and the punchline is about farm subsidies. And yep. it's not even, <laughs> and it's a really good joke, but most people don't know about farm subsidies. Whereas I watch and farm you would subsidy be, meetings yeah. for fun yep. on C-SPAN every other week. I forgot when they're growing marijuana. when they it was Kenneth from Thirty Rock. I think his name is I don't forget his name in real life. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's really funny. And uh, they were in the mar- when they, they go home to the one guy's home in like Tennessee, and they find out they're growing marijuana. And yep. he just says something. It's like farm subsidies. Oh, my God. You have to, like, get through the whole episode to get to it, too. Yeah. And it just nails it. (laughs) Animal Farm is not a novel. It's an allegory. Spoiler alert. It It sucks. (laughs) And there's a lot of... um, There was an... You might appreciate this, but there's actually a punchline of the band Archers of Loaf, which a very (laughs) not well-known 90s band that does not need to be joked about. And I only knew who they were because they did a cover of them on the AV Undercover Club on the avclub.com when they do like covers so I, I didn't know who Archer Loaf was like uh, they, they referenced Providence in my all time oh. favorite Archer episode which one? Cancer oh god Rampage <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do a crossover but so I didn't like Bob's Burgers at first because it was the same voice as, oh um, yeah couldn't do it so once like what's I kind of started watching them at the same time I was going to ask you guys like what's your experience with Bob's because I'm a Johnny come lately I did not get on right away oh I watch a lot of TV. They have heard. <laughs> so, I mean, if I find a show I like, it gets marathoned. Yeah. About a year ago, um, when I started watching cable again for the first time in years, I just caught episodes of it. I think they had it on Adult Swim at the time. Um, maybe it was a little later in the year, but I just started catching it on Sundays on Adult Swim because uh-huh. I watch Adult Swim nearly nightly before I go yeah. to bed. Every time I'm at your yeah. house, and, we, uh, we always watch Adult Swim with like your roommates. Yep. It's awesome. It's uh, it's just a perfect unwinding True. ritual, and then I get grading done during it and stuff like that. That's that works. Oh. But um, 
Yeah, and I just started. I didn't. I didn't even know it was a Fox show. I thought it was like an Adult Swim show. Yeah, lovely. you would expect yeah. it with the comedy that's with, in it because it, it felt like it fit right into their lineup of yeah. shows. And obviously, they borrow shows from Fox and stuff too. So um, it just didn't click with me then. But then I found it out, so I started catching some of the premieres on Sunday night. No, yeah, uh, I'm glad. I find a lot of shows. Um, a lot of shows when they go on in syndication is kind of when I catch them. I don't care. You can make all the noise you want. No one pays for this nah, thing. Nah, nah. Not that many. I used to say that no one listens to it, but now I prove that that's not true. So it feels pretty great. Uh, it does. Uh, a lot of things in syndications. Nom nom. I was with my friend um, at my friend Bo and McKay's in New York, and we were there for a weekend, and they turned me on to Bob's Burgers, and I didn't like it at first. That's like all I watched when I was up in New York City a couple weekends ago. Just getting our snack and refills on at the moment. Don't worry about it. It's like if we were recording at my parents' place, it'd be a mandatory pug break. But, uh, oh, your dogs are so cute. Pugs? That's no. actually a point. I like um, Bob's Burgers. Does not They don't have pets. They don't. King of the Hill, there's Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Simpsons, there's Snowball 2, 1 and 2, and then Santa's Little Helper and Laddie in that one episode. Bark gets an elephant in an episode. Yep. But there's a lot of animal talking, because I think it's episode two, it's their version, or three. They do an episode that's kind of like Psycho, which is really great early on in season one. Yep. Season one got a lot of, has a bad rep. Oh, I was talking about animals, sorry. I, I jump around in my own head all the time. You don't but say. Do you remember the one, yeah, you guys know me too well, with the elephant, and then Tina thinks it's poop is talking to her. Yep. Or the animal rights one. No, I oh, God. This one. It's like the first. I love season one, but a lot of people didn't like it when it aired. Honestly, I don't think it gets to its peak until season four, but I love seasons two or three. I like season three the best, probably. I wrote some things down. Oh, um, the, so we talked about animals. The voice actors. So it's uh, John Benjamin of Archer. Yep. I knew who Eugene Merman was. I knew who Kristen Shaw was. And then I wrote down a bunch of their names. Like, so I didn't know Dan Mintz, Larry Murphy, who's Teddy, John Rob or John Roberts. I think one of them I remember seeing on YouTube some years ago, dressing up like a woman from Long Island. Like, you gotta see the train, which is basically Linda's voice. Oh, it was Linda. It's re- really and funny. I love how with the children, the son and Luis take after Linda more vocally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's a uh, Tina. Who takes the yeah. most after Bob oddly it's enough? So uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. That's such a good point. And the, and their voices don't change much in real life. That's actually how they sound. Yeah. For the most part. They both have I love Tina's voice. Because she's so flat and mellow. I can't even imitate it. No, it's perfect. No, their voices are so singular, I have a hard time doing any yeah. of them except maybe. It's hard. Yeah. Even, even My Jewish grandmother impression sounds kind of like Linda, but I mean, but even Bob, like he just has that crack in his voice that I can't even try to nail. Like, yeah, trying no, to do the I can see that. Oh, it's so great! It's so great. I love. I like. I what I read online is that um, they let the voice actors record, like they write the show, and then they let the voice actors like kind of improv it. That's so awesome. They, it's um, it's more. It's very story driven, and like. Where an animation can always be harder, but it's all about... I think they record all the vocals first, and then they animate it. Huh. And traditionally in sitcoms, you do all the animation, yeah. and then you do the vocals afterwards, which does it's different. Yeah, so they're kind of part of the creative process, too. Yeah, very, really... very much so. And oh my, Louise's voice is just incredible. I, I love, love Louise fucks with everyone. Yep. She fucks with uh, her brothers. and She's the smartest of the... Th- she's the middle child, but she's the brains of everything. She's like that stereotypical chaotic character, which oh. is my favorite kind of character and in she fiction. Wants evil. She's almost evil. She's almost evil, but she also doesn't side with anybody. She just likes fucking shit up. Yeah, it's it's it is chaotic neutral. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's that character trope. That's so great. And I, I love that those siblings love each other. Because if they were you know, like Jean gets picked on in school, but Louise will stick up for yep. her. And Tina kind of gets picked, well, Louise gets picked on an episode, but and Tina will stick up for her. Like, yep. they go on adventures together. I only had one sibling. Did you guys have a lot of siblings? I had two siblings, so I could definitely relate in that sense that even if you're like screwing with each other, you still have like a shared experience and you look out for each other. So, 
I have a significantly older sibling, so we were never at like hang out together age until I turned like twenty. So, oh, that must be so different. It's odd. But you must I guess. be more like a daughter-ish figure than a sister. Like you got to look out for you. Yeah, kind of. Or screw with you twice as hard. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's like that. Those, you know, like your mom, like you can make fun of your mom, but no one else can. Yep. <laughs> like I can, I like to play pranks on my mom a lot, but I'm the only one that can do that. Yeah. Well, it's Paul Marie is my girl. <laughs> she knows. We're friends. She knows. They're BFFs. Um, it's weird. I, I love the, they're not remarkable. Like you said, it's kind of grounded in the um, King of the Hill reality mm. but i love the remarkable lengths the parents will also take to reach yep. their goals so like there's that episode where bob insists on like being stuck in the wall so he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah, it was. episode two yep that was the second episode yeah, so he's so oh, that was funny. brilliant he won't he, and he hallucinates <laughs> yeah he's yeah. hallucinating in there like so, they get the handyman to come up and help him and he like convinces him that he doesn't need help to go yep. away um, I was just watching the one where uh, Linda sells the frat machine so she oh, could God. put... Oh, um, God. Cappuccino? Was it that one? So that she could put uh, Gene through the uh, scam baseball oh, God. camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. That episode's horrible. And I love it. Do you remember when Louise gets pulled into the office from Mr. Franz and it's... They, she had written a bunch of like short stories, and then they they do the animation back for them. The friend fiction, yeah, and they're disgusting yep. and horrible, and they're proud of her. Yep, they're proud of their daughter because she's creative. So then, then you learn that like Bob and Linda are also fucking weird. Yeah, they're fucking weird. They are. I mean, they're they're like kind of the traditional comedy duo, like of Laurel and Hardy, but like Bob's the straight man to Linda. Like same with Hank, Hank Hill is a straight man to Peggy. Like, Peggy Hill is always one foot out of reality, and Hank reels her in. Yeah. But Linda, oh my god. But she loves her kid. Like, yep. what you're talking about with the baseball thing, it's very funny, but then at the core, like, you're that like, is so sweet. A woman yep. who is in a failing business is going to do everything to give her child an advantage <laughs> in a sport he doesn't like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even resort oh, to something feels. so tacky and quick fix as the scam camp. Right. Linda gets caught off in things so easily. Do you remember when she thinks she's a psychic? <laughs> <laughs> or when she does the is that the dinner theater episode at the at the restaurant? Is that the one you were talking dinner about? Dinner theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sings everything. Yep. And then the robber comes in and actually <laughs> oh my steals God. the bite. <laughs> It's but so she, good. She gets so caught up in fantasy, and, <laughs> and then you meet her, her sister, and it makes with so the much sense. When he visits together, or yeah, yeah, right? he comes back. Yeah. Oh, her sister played. I love that entire, like, <laughs> oh, because Linda is the successful of the two of them. Yeah, I know. And like, you first meet her, and you're like, oh, who's this quirky girl? And then you meet her sister, and you're like, oh, oh. when you meet some people's she's family, she's the normal that one. Yeah. I love the God. I I love Bob and Linda. Bob always forgets the anniversary. He's kind of your yep. typical dude in that sense. But he's but also extremely caring. He loves Linda so much. Yep. But he's not really much of like a disciplinary to the kids. They kind of no. they let the kids kind of do whatever they want. Yep. They disappear frequently. But I guess TV show couldn't work if you had parents who like watched like Rugrats. How could that work if the parents actually it watched their kids? Never would. <laughs> Just would Child like... endangerment makes great <laughs> yeah. TV. No, but I love how you see those um, occasional attempts by the parents who are absolutely very laid back in many ways. Yeah, try to be authoritarian. Don't do it, that thing. It feels like you know, like some of my experience and some of the work I've done when I have to like. Hey, don't do that. I'm like completely awkward because I hate yeah. going into that place. It's exactly like those yep. two. Or when they do it, it's really flustered and like ill-executed. <laughs> and, and Bob's most is Gene, stop it. And she's like, no! Gene, stop it. Gene, and then they undermine each other too yeah. constantly, the parents. Oh, they, in episode one, um, they start calling Tina autistic. She goes, yeah, dad, I'm autistic. Tino, you're not autistic. <laughs> That's how he gets back at him. Yep. I mean, there's an, there's an entire episode where um, they dress Gene up like Minnie Bob. Oh, God. And then Linda it just keeps, goes too far. Linda talks to little Gene as Bob. 
no. <laughs> and that episode I was talking about where um, Linda puts Gene through the baseball camp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Linda resorted to stealing and trying to hide the theft of the um, oh cappuccino machine. And then later on, when they're interrogating Linda by smashing her little baby toys, Bob <laughs> asks, babies. Bob tells Louise to smash one or two more to get back at Linda, no. like purposefully. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> One of the uh, best episodes where I think you, it shows the daddy, uh, the father daughter relationship is when they go on the he's a he goes on the field trip with the them museum, yeah, with um the best nickname for any human being I've ever heard, and not even just fiction, regular size Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call you that? Well, look at me, I'm just regular sized. <laughs> <laughs> His name is regular, regular size Rudy. Rudy. There's no irony in no, that. It's, he's literally uh, just regularly sized. <laughs> I want to have a son to name him Rudy and hope he's average size and just call him regular size Rudy. Like, that's literally, that's I, me. I think about that. And I think and Lu- Rudy's like a loner. He's a sick kid. He's like very yeah. asthmatic. And I think he has like one friend. He has like the beanbag chair. Yep. Don't we meet him again in the train car Yeah, episode? he's in the back of the train and with like the beanbag chair. Parents. Yeah. But in that episode where... Um, Louise has to break off and not listen to any of the rules. Oh, God. Bob hates Mr. Franz. Like, he openly defies any authority. And that's where Louise gets it from. Yep. He's a dick to the landlord. He's a dick to the health inspector. Bob just, just checked out in life. <laughs> and, then Louise, and then they're walking around, and then Louise talks about how she wants to run the restaurant one day. And then he picks on her. Yep. <laughs> oh, admit it. You love me. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Linda's outside, like, chanting with the striking museum workers. Yep. Uh, and, and, oh, does that, who says it to Linda? Is like, does she like protesting? No, she just likes chanting. Yep. <laughs> weena, 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 something chicken. And then she's like, show me your penis or something, yep. right? And then she drops her pants, and then they don't like her anymore. Yep. And and that's like a, a whole, there's like that little political aspect that they don't even touch into it, but like, the museum is on strike for uh, poor labor practices. Linda doesn't care. She just likes to chant. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she just likes the attention. Well, you kind of see that with Linda. Like she's someone who wanted to be in the arts, and the, she like I can kind of relate to that. Like I was never like I'm a fan of the arts so much, and there's always the, maybe the part of you that wants to be in it, but for whatever reason you're not. I, mean, I can't act or anything. Like she, she wants. She does dinner theater. She was in the yep. band in high school, which <laughs> fails. <laughs> And oh, she just needs to be the center of attention. But not in, like, a terrible way. No. Everybody kind of accepts it. One thing I found in my extensive research of reading Wikipedia. Wow. <laughs> it took about five minutes. <laughs> um, I didn't know that uh, Jim Davenews, I believe his name, he was an executive producer on King of the Hill. He's also one of the developers and executive pro- producers of Bob's Burgers. Huh. And I think that's where some of the groundedness of King of the Hill comes from. Yeah. Because he worked on King of the Hill forever yeah i could see that so from what i've they don't ever say where it takes place but i think the the belief is new jersey it's a shore town and there's a amusement park yeah i could the big boardwalk and stuff yeah it's that or like either like old orchard maine but i think there's been references to distances to like new york being like Mm. two or three hours so i think it's technically in new jersey uh one thing i found uh lauren burchard the I don't know, Bukardi? Bukaki? Don't put that one in there. <laughs> uh, he worked on Dr. Katz. Did you guys ever watch that? No. Nope. I barely, very, very barely remember that in home movies. I never saw Lucy, the daughter of the devil. No. And then he no. worked on the uh, no Ricky Gervais show. So Dan Mintz, I believe, is the voice of Tina. Yep. Let's do some Tina talk. Let's do some I think, Tina talk. I think she's everybody's favorite. Yeah. You can't help but love Tina. She's just like everybody else. She puts her boob in the bra one boob. What is it? I put my boob I in I put my bra on one boob, boob at, at a time, time. <laughs> just like everybody else. I love the hypersexualness of Tina with her oh my low God. voice. Amazingly low voice. And Bob is so uncomfortable by yep. it and just completely ignores it. And Linda, yep. she allows it. She loves boys. She loves butts. She loves Jimmy Jr. She <laughs> loves Jimmy Jr. Uh, she has crushes on everything. She goes into her own little like 
daydream sequences. Those are my those favorite. Things. Oh, the one at the beach, and she just flies over, and she's like kissing every boy. Yep. The one and, where she straight up turns into a star and just yeah. floats away. I love those fantasy elements, but it's still grounded because it's a dream sequence. Yeah, it's like a daydream thing. Like the Sopranos could do that very well, where they do an entire episode that was not was would feed the storyline, but and kept it grounded in reality because it's a dream. It's like yeah. you get out of jail free card. Remember Gene's Robot College? Oh God! <laughs> and they use they use those sequences so sparingly, which makes it which makes it so brilliant. It makes you look forward to them. Yeah, they're they're so few and far between. Yeah, when those detours come. Like, it's a detour. It's not like a regular. Uh, it's not a regular staple of the show. So it works. it's anti-family guy. Yeah. Yep. Where they can't stay on a storyline. It's just insert joke, insert joke, insert joke. You aim for a Cut third storyline, and then the rest is stuffing. <laughs> I mean, Bob's is good about having the A, the A, like the main storyline and the B plot and the C plot, and then tie them yeah. all in at the end. Um, favorite Tina episode? I know Ashley's answer. Bronies, um, yeah, the equestronauts. One of my favorite comedians, Ron Funches, is in that episode. Really, who is he? The black guy. In it, I think oh. I can't remember. I haven't watched that one in a while, but that one. Were you aware of Bronies when you saw that episode? No. Ashley, can you fill in our audience and Brandon what a Brony is? It is a grown man that is a lover of My Little Pony. Unironically. Unironically. I know I it's a thing. It's a thing. And it it uh, tiptoes into the weird zone real fast. Yeah, sounds like a furry thing. Yeah, kind of. But it's not sexual for them, accordingly. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. What I like about that episode is that Bob while hating those things, will do anything. Will do for anything his for his daughter, but does not judge the bronies. Nope. Ju- the Bob entire is not time. judgmental. Now, do you have a favorite Tina? Because every episode is focused like kind of character driven. Do you have a favorite Tina one? A favorite Tina episode I've seen. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to. Th- I don't know. Nothing. I I, no, that, I always yeah. love her storylines, but I can't think of like a specific episode I love. And she's like first. the opposite of Lisa Simpson because she's average intelligence. Yeah. Lisa's the outspoken When liberal. they're on the trip and she's competing for who's the lamer one and like nobody's <laughs> no one's no one's paying it's no one's paying attention looking. to this election she's trying to hype up. No one cares and no. she's like hyping it as much as Tina can possibly hype something. Oh god. With Jim Gaffigan, I believe, is yep. the voice actor. And no they're having like a competition and who's the bigger geek? And doesn't he play D and D? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Made me think of you. And she's oh, the god. only one trying to hype it up, <laughs> yep. and she can't hype. Oh god! Remember when they're at some? <laughs> they're running a food truck for an episode, and she decides to take on another persona, but she takes on the persona of Dina. Dina, and it's the exact same person. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. I'm not Tina. I'm, I'm Dina. Dina. Yeah. I love all the horse posters she has. Oh my god! She's obsessed with horses. Not horses, horsies. Horsies. I love when um, Louise gets her ears taken away. <gasps> that episode killed me. They never explain why she wears them. You know nope. what? You don't have to because um, I see more and more students just wearing those like earsy hoodie things yeah. now. Like even grown like 18-year-old males. Like, oh. We could do that. I'm not doing it. Chris, you're I, almost 30. I've, seen, <laughs> I've yeah. seen it and I've seen it with... It, it's weird. I don't All get right. it, but... Well, if I can wear the thing from Adventure Time of Finn, I think did I text you that photo when I went to Newberry Comics? And it's, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's how kind of friends we are. Wow, that's before I met you. I'm sure you would have got it. I took I a selfie got... with Cat's uh, mom the other day. I, well, it's her name tag. Yeah, <laughs> I said it to you that and Kat. That was really weird. I thought it was so funny. I was getting the mail. So then we have Eugene Merman, which Merman. I don't know what I know him from, but he's one of those comedy comic. Comedians. When he came to Providence, I went. I went to go see him because he was Gene on Bob's Burger. Yeah, he was all right. I was kind of yeah. I can't really see him as a standalone. You know. Yeah. um, The openers were great. Uh, I actually really started liking Kurt Braunholer after that experience. He's really funny. But like his set, at least that night, was very like he wasn't prepared. He just kind of like 
what else should I do? And he would pull out a piece of I can of do paper. a funny voice. Yeah, like his stand-up was okay, but it's super talented, though. I mean, Bob's at least. Yeah. Like, but that's his actual voice, and he's just... I know, it's weird. I think he's Russian. I think his family is from Russia. That's or Yugoslavia. Odd. Or One of those What used Slavics. to be Ukraine. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I never knew of Larry Murphy, John Roberts or before, but Kristen Schell... Of uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. It's one of my that? favorite shows. No. I don't know tons about it. And then Food she's another fa-fa. great character actor that you see everywhere. Yeah. And she's like, I think she's really cute, but she's still unique looking. She's that like weird looking, but in a good way kind of thing. Oddly attractive. Like Amanda Seyfried. She kind of looks like a fish, but she's also really pretty. Oh, Amanda Seyfried <laughs> does look like a fish. See? Whoa. But she's still pretty. She has ESP and one of her boobs. Is yeah. that the girl from Mean Girls? Yep. All right, good. Right quote. It's ESPN. Now, um, one of the, the funny things... Oh, ESPN, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I like about Bobby, Bobby's Burgers is there's a... To the right of the building, there's a rotating building that yeah, always provides entertainment. Pun names. But his uh, next-door neighbor, one of the regulars, Mort. Mort. <laughs> Uh, in one episode, he says the anus is the, uh, well, what is it? He's talking about dead bodies, and he's trying to be sentimental about yep. In season four, when they're, they're trying to destroy the wharf, <laughs> he's like, I found my first body there. It was an old Italian guy strangled. And the anus is the... Uh, w- window to... The, the window to the butt. <laughs> That's what he says. Yep. <laughs> the anus is the window to the butt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then there's Teddy. And yeah, Teddy was the one I was thinking of in terms oh of regular God. guests. Remember yep. when he uh, babysits? <laughs> it does not go well. Oh, God. So I guess like, and he is the Bill Dote tree of yep. that world. And I, I love how Bob is not afraid to get into like, vicious, petty arguments with him. And he can it's rely so on him funny. to count back. Like when he's trying to get him to try a cappuccino. Oh, and Freddie won't do oh, it. Bob. And Bob's like, screaming at him to do it. Oh no! Oh my God! Yeah, because I think people like Bob, like someone who doesn't like to get aggressive a lot, but you have certain friends that you don't mind yelling at because you just love each other so much. It's okay. Yeah. And that's Teddy. Like he does not mind screaming at Teddy. No. Bob has dominance over Teddy. It's true. But not Mort. Mort is quirky, but he's successful. Yeah. Even though he gives them the kids rides in the hearse, and <laughs> they find wacky ways to do things with the. I just with, got that his name is Mort. And he drives the hearse. Oh, more to... Oh, that, Damn it, Bob. Damn it, Bob. Damn. Uh, well, across the street, we have the Pesto family. I had to say it Oh, like God, that. Jimmy Pesto. And that is Bob's arch nemesis. He yep. hates <laughs> him. The way I look at it is uh, Bob's Burgers is Springfield, his restaurant, and across the street is Shelbyville with a successful yep. Jimmy Pesto. <laughs> So I think The Simpsons is the story of underdogs. It's always the town that's never as good. Bob's Burger, they're poor. They're just not as good. It's struggle and survive. And Jimmy Pesto just kill, kills it. Makes so much yep. money. But his kids are so weird. So fucking weird. Jimmy Jr., who's probably gay. Yeah. Because he loves all the... And he dances all the time. His dance skills. And then Ollie and Andy, who I... don't Is it me or do they look like Phineas and Ferb? I, and I don't even know anything about that show. I just know what they look like. No, they but do. But I think they look like Phineas and Ferb. I'm trying to remember some of the good Jimmy Pesto episodes. I... Wasn't there the one where um, Tina really wanted to go to the party, but like Jimmy was like making Bob like earn that invitation? So like yes. yep. he had to cut off his mustache. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I love all their storylines. I wish I watched more of these episodes. Whenever I say I'm going to do one of these theme episodes, I'm like, I'll watch all, I'll watch all four seasons. Just watch Seaplane. That's the only then, episode you need to watch. What happens in Seaplane? When Linda almost cheats? Yeah, that one. With, um, is it Bill? No, Will Forte is the voice yeah. actor. Yep. There's so many great guest stars. Aziz oh. Ansari, Ben Shorts. I don't want to name them off because I can't remember. It's just so good. Um, and like you said, it's the writing that's there, importantly. Yep. And you can tell the actors help create the show because it definitely seems like they act, they they write and they record first and then they yeah. animate around yeah. it. There's no way you can get that sort of um, 
energy and character drivenness by animating it first True. and then yeah. infusing it with the voice. But every episode, like you said, there's an A plot, B plot, C plot sometimes, yeah. usually. And um, they just wrap it all together, or they round it out every time. And there's development in each character. True. One of the things that, got, that it's best accolades is that... Uh, so I don't know who wrote this, but it was like New Yorker or one of those like Cody or maybe people I don't know, but um, they commented happen? on the dialogue is unlike any other cartoon, the characters talk to each other like like actual characters would talk, not in a cartoon way because sometimes yeah. cartoons can feel that way. And they're like Bob's Burgers, an animated comedy that doesn't that could also be live action. Cause yeah, the dialogue of it is just like a. Your average, it's like if they talk. It's not like setting up for a joke constantly. Yeah, it's so natural. Like they just, it's not, and it's not always just punchlines. No, no, it's like natural jabs. And um, you know how sometimes, like a piece of humor just unwinds from a little argument or situation that spirals out of control. Like arguments between Bob and Linda start off as regular little bouts, but then they turn into, like, a feud in that moment. Bob screams at her. Yeah. Yep. They scream at each other. Bobby, <laughs> like, do you remember the one where they uh, go to the burger convention? <laughs> <laughs> and Bob turned out they all hate him because he had typed in caps locks? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was so but, good. And then you see... I love those episodes when they're leaving the restaurant and then you can see these people exist in the actual world. Yep. And how Linda would interact with other people. And these are all little <laughs> quirky people. These are burger enthusiasts who are meeting at a Holiday Inn or something in yep. Jersey Shore area to discuss burgers. And then they hate Bob, so he's immediately ostracized. And they go in the hot tub and Linda cannot take anyone making fun of her Bobby. So what does she pour ketchup in the hot tub? I think it might so, have been. And mustard, so no one else could use it because they're given... And they play off each other with this, like, let's go too far with it. Oh, God. My f- me and Ashley have the same favorite moment. It's the... Is it Thanksgiving? It's a Thanksgiving episode. Oh, God. Turkey in a can. And the the, the butcher keeps hitting on Bob. Yep. And he's not sure if he's gay. <laughs> Bob's not sure if he's gay. Like, he yep. keeps, like, kind of going He, like, like, ends up questioning it, and at the end, he's like... Eh. Yeah. Wait, oh, I guess and the guy just keeps like talking in circles. So the seaplane episode, I want to get back to that. Yes, where does that fall in that episode? Okay, that's not. There's still that's. It starts off very restaurant heavy, and then they slowly break out into the world where yeah. it's part restaurant. They leave, and then they always kind of come back at the end. But that's an episode that's mostly out in the world. Yeah, definitely. She gets stuck in the plane, and then it's the kids. Louise convinces Bob that their his, his wife is going to cheat on him. Yep. Louise is just the master fucking manipulator. I love it. I think it's the first episode of season four. Mm-hmm. Is the only is the camping episode where they don't go. Nothing happens in the restaurant. It all takes place outside the restaurant, which yep. is hard for a show to do. Yeah, for real. Because I mean, you have to. That is like the test of like, do these characters uh, can they function outside of yeah. that setting? It's yeah. a whole, it's a whole new world. It's like you're taking this. These characters, and you're putting them into. I mean, they've created the universe, so everything aesthetically looks the same. And there's no other characters. I think it's just all the family, and everything goes wrong. And it's so fucking great. And for a show called Bob's Burgers, there's an episode where they don't even. Burgers aren't even a part of it at all. And according to uh, the way the kids talk about it, his burgers aren't even very good. Oh, man. Yeah, there's always this. There's always this or, like air of doubt about the product. Yeah. yeah, even like Linda and even Bob are kind of in on it. <laughs> like, yeah, like please buy these. They're not very good. Come on, try it. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Do you ever see the episode of the? It's like their spoof of an ET episode, but when uh, Gene finds the talking toilet. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I have not seen that one. Go back and and find it. It's amazing. It starts out the way it starts out as I just watched this again recently cuz it's one of my favorite episodes. Um they're doing like that thing that they always do typical in sitcoms of like to see if you could take care of a baby, she's to take care of an egg. Yep. Gene gets his first egg and he drops it. <laughs> and they're like, if you do it again, you're going to fail. Gets the second egg, drops it again and breaks it. I think his famous li- my favorite line is like it's like Gene, you failed and you got baby all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fucking incredible. Oh my god. But, so I somehow he ends up finding a toilet in the woods. Yep. 
and it talks, which is also it's the voice of John Hamm, and it turns into E.T. They do like what The Simpsons will do is like they take classic literature and movies and pop culture references and make it into their own. And Bob's Burgers puts it through its filter. Yep, but it's about a toilet. I know. <laughs> and at the end of it, Gene, it's just a really emotional moment where he, the, t- the battery is dying on it, and Gene's screaming at it, "I love you!" And the toilet. It, I don't know if it's making fun of Siri, but it's like, cannot compute. Must throw up. Throw up now. He's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, it's so great. So now I would go like Simpsons, like Seinfeld. Season four is kind of the make or break of what can be a great series. The Office, yeah. season four is incredible. Season six and seven. Uh, Let's not talk about I'm that. I'm seeing Bob's Burger continue with its strength. Yeah. I, I'm pretty bad. I watch the Comic-Con YouTube videos and the panels. Me too. The people who make lo- Bob's Burgers, the voice actors, they just seem to love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope it continues. They haven't. It doesn't feel tired yet. I feel no. like there's so much more. I wouldn't even mind them, like... Aging the kids a little yeah, exactly. bit. Just a little bit. Kind of like how they eventually, in South Park, they went up to just the next grade. Yeah. Enough to change the environment enough, introduce exactly. them to more older kids mm. and stuff like that. But um, I, if they have the writing, continue with it because I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Do you think, like, because the Simpsons, are they always in the same grade, even now? Yeah. Like, like they just they don't age. I didn't know that about South Park, but South Park, I don't know if you had brought that up. That's a... Oh, I love it. That's a juggernaut of I success. I love it. But increasingly... Uh, the Simpsons... I will argue that the South Park as a whole is better than Simpsons, but there's parts of the Simpsons that are better than South Park, because South Park has gotten better every season. And That's what, true, season, and the what, Simpsons 18? has just gone yeah. downhill. Season 18 of the Simpsons, who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. I don't. No. I'm sure someone does. But I so. mean, they're different beasts, but on the whole, South Park holds up and gets better. True. I mean, that George Zimmerman episode, Whew. not fair. I was so offended, and it was so great. Or uh, the Mormon episode, where like the whole time I'm like, fucking idiots, and then they turn the camera to the Mormon kid and kind of speaks to you. He's like, all Mormonism did is give me a, a great family life and happiness, and if you can't accept me for who I am, whatever. He gives this great speech that makes yep. me feel like an asshole for judging the Mormons in the episode. The South Park is... See, Bob's Burger is not like South Park, where it's not satire. It's not holding yeah. the mirror up to itself. It is just more sitcom-y. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, too. So it, it, They're season, different animals. They, oh, absolutely. And, and that's why I love both. But I love season four. That whole season's great. Remember the Christmas episode? Oh, God. That is so great. Well, the way it ends, though, with um, the landlord. What's his name? Um, I don't know. But he owns the building. He owns the restaurant. And he owns basically the entire town. Oh, it's Mr. Fish something. Mr. Fishwick. No. No. But not, it is Fish Not something. Mr. Fish. Um, we have to, we'll have to get back. I realized I didn't even bring up the, the park down the street, which is like everything. Oh, yeah. I forgot the name of that, too. It's They go to Wagstaff School. Yeah. It's called like Long Wharf or something like that. Something Wharf. Oh, God. I remember when they did like their version of Jaws. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, the way the season four ended, though, like in that musical sense, like the yeah, fish coder, is it? Did I Wait. say it right? Brandon pulled it up on Wikipedia. We don't actually know this. Fish <laughs> it's funny we don't know things, and I'm sitting in front of a laptop, and I'm like, yeah, nah. I ain't touching that. Google takes too much effort. I know. I'm more of a Bing man. No, I'm Felix. kidding. I almost punched you. I don't use Bing. I'm more of an Ask Jeeves person. It's, you don't know what that yeah, is, do you? No, I do know okay. what that is. I'm not you're that young. young. I'm no, not that young. I don't think you're that young because you still catch on every reference for anyone my age for someone who's your age. I watch a lot of TV. I love it. That's why I like both of you so much. And I spend too much time on the internet. What do you want from me? Do you have any like favorite episodes? I know there's so many that we didn't. There's mm. always more to talk about. Is there anything else we should bring up? I can't try to think of my favorite one. I don't know if I have a favorite. It hasn't gotten to a point where it's... Uh, I watched it enough as background noise. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I have a particular favorite one. No, right now I'm still just catching up on stuff and watching them. They're like brand new to me, so I can't yeah. have a favorite, but and I, it's only I been enjoy on. every one. It's only been on since 2011. 
I believe. But the way season four ended was incredible. It was like that mu- the two parter and the musical yep. and the, the gun being pointed and it. I've never seen a cartoon do it. Season four, and nope. you didn't see it, so I won't get too much into it. But it's well, you could spoil fun. it. I'm gonna watch yeah. it and enjoy. I mean, it they anyways. got to the musical episode in the fourth season. Yeah, and that's a big deal for a show. So Scrubs did that. Buffy yep. did that. Uh, I don't know who else. Oh, uh, Buffy. Yeah, I won't even get into it. Were you a Buffy fan? I feel like you would. Um, I remember watching it a little bit when it first rolled out in the late '90s. Yeah. Late nineties, mid nineties, yep. maybe. But um, I remember Allison Hannigan was one of my first uh, attractions, crushes, whatever. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh gosh, that whole—I love that series. Shamelessly, I will shamelessly rewatch that. I still love Allison Hannigan and Himium, How I Met Your Mother, which I did not <laughs> watch last season. Uh, I, I do know that Bob's Burger is. I think it got picked up for a fifth season. Yep. And I know a comic book is coming out, and I will have to put it at the beginning, but there's a Tumblr site that uh, they recreate the burger of the day into actual burgers. Oh, really? That's awesome. I'll have to find the link. It's really great. Uh, I guess, like, what else would you like to see if you were, like, the writer for season five? I, I mean, know. I know you didn't see the end of four, but like, not that storyline, but, like, what else do you want to see in that world? I would like some like actual life progression for mm. the characters, I guess. I like that idea. I think I, I like I think that's that'd be really great. I would like to see the universe expand more than just that little town and like yeah. camping. And I like that it's taken its time to really build up the amusement park and the restaurant and the school. Oh, one of my favorite though is when Linda does synchronized swimming with the oh kids. Oh my gosh. Independent study. Yeah. I think that's the episode. In the same breath, though, I don't want it to get too big like Springfield. I like it to be what it is. Yeah. They've, they've surprised me every episode with how much they can do with so little. Yes. Like, yeah. We were talking about the museum episode a little earlier, and, you know, we've we've all seen the shows sent around, like, the field trip to the museum or those kind of episodes, but they just found these weird little things to play off of and develop in that one like i'm very much content to keep it in this town and yeah. even in the restaurant and see what more they could do with it yeah and the cons- i like the consistency i always want the burger shop to be down the road from the wharf like i love the simpsons yep. but in springfield one episode of quickie mart is by the school and the next episode of quickie mart is next to something else and the simpsons because and that's the beauty of it. One of the things I love about the show is that we don't know what takes in place in New Jersey. So there is this almost any coastal town USA aspect to it. And then you don't have to be like in the grounds of its reality as much. Like with King of the Hill, it took place in Texas. Where in Texas? Arlen, um, Texas. Arlen. Yeah. I think that's a, fi- a fictional town. I'm pretty, I don't know. But um, it always had to be about the, it had to be more Texas centered. Yeah. Remember when Hank goes to Montana and they all call him Hollywood? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that oh, was gosh. Really great. Well, I, I would like to end this on asking you guys where are, because I'm assuming we're all burger fans because we're we about are to get some burgers. All burger fans. Hello, neighbor. Doot and doot. Uh, we're about to all get some burgers right after. So, where are your favorite burger joints throughout the country? Oh, gosh. Um, there's a really, really, if anybody's ever in Rhode Island, there's a really good place in Narragansett. Pretty close to Scarborough, actually, called Crazy Burger. That's on my list of places to go. If you want some awesome both burgers and vegan food, Ooh. go there. Like, take someone on, a, someone on a date there. Brandon, can I take you on a date? Oh. Again? Certainly. Can uh, I third wheel it just so I can on the food? We didn't or? ask out Ashley. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, so I should talk to girls. Yeah. That's what I did wrong. So, for no. You tried. I fucked up. Oh. And they're just so adorable. Uh, I'll probably keep I don't in. really have a favorite burger joint. I don't go to enough like independent restaurants that are like burger centric to I had just exploded. But um <laughs> what? You, what? I could tell you my favorite fast food burger. <laughs> is it, is yep. it what I think it is? Five guys. I like five guys, oh. but I don't quite consider that the same like fast food yeah. as like the regular chains. I oh. go there sometimes, it's good. Oh, it's um, so good. It's great hangover. The Wendy's food. single is my favorite. That's what I imagine the Krabby Patty being from SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Not it's that just good. perfectly constructed, like the balance of all the flavors, the yep. consistency of the Krabby Patty. Wow. 
interesting. I could see it. I could see it. I think if you're ever in New Haven, Connecticut, go to Louie's Lunch. It is the birthplace of the hamburger. It's where the hamburger mm-hmm. meat hit the bun. It's on like toasted bread. It's still straight out of the 1800s. I think it's on Crown Street. I was once on the Food Network there. Oh, I've been there famous. since. Uh, if you ask for ketchup, they'll kick you out. That's what it's famous for. Awesome. Uh, it's really <laughs> good. And in Providence, uh, Red Stripe is an incredible burger. Yep. But uh, Lux Burger. Ah, oh, you can't beat it. Red Fizz. And then um, Harry's, where we're going, which is a slider. I took you to Harry's. Yeah, you did. It was really good. It's sliders. I'm excited. Which is really fucking great. Um, to, for a closing state, statement, closing, uh, well, thank you guys very much for coming on. Anytime. I'm really impressed of how great it came out from what I remember from the last hour, but I always forget what we say. Yep. Um, I'm really happy that we kind of kept this like a love fest for the show. Like there was no, Exactly. I, I really love the show, and I, I, I really love you guys, too. So oh. it's just an excuse to I hang out. I have so much to catch up on, but it is an awesome and consistent show in terms yeah. of its quality. Like there's just all, there's so many little pockets that like warm my heart as well as yeah. it's completely outrageous. It's and, reaching. Uh, it definitely... It, I think you were telling us before we recorded this that when you were looking up podcasts about it, yeah, like there was, there wasn't like a consistent fandom you can find, yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully we can start that. Yeah, I'm not I agree. Still a hundred percent in the podcast community. It's too big for me to know all of it, but I'm trying to work my way into. It. But yeah, I like the fandom of Bob's Burgers. Um, someone did start a Simpsons podcast where they watch each episode of The Simpsons and talk about it, which oh, I started to listen to, which is awesome. kind of cool. But I was like, I don't have the energy for that. That's a lot so of time. So I know um, in the future, let's do this again. Any Agreed. topic. I know you and I need to do a Michael Jackson episode. Yep. And uh, Ashley, you're more than welcome if you want to listen to Off the Wall with us and then talk about it for an hour. I'm not like a super big No, me neither. I think fan. that's why it's going to be kind of fun because you See, are. See, I wasn't either, but the thing I love about Michael Jackson now is now I love dance music. I've grown up past my... Uh, my like teenage rejection of Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah. And now I just, yeah. And now I just let the groove set in. It's amazing. Yeah. No, no well, shame. No shame. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. You're. Yep.